All right, welcome to Coffee with Marcus and Mark, the number one stock market show on Spotify and one of the most popular market updates on YouTube. You see, in this show, we are going to talk to you about what's happening in the markets and how we are trading it. And today is Thursday, May 18th, and the stock market is on track for a weekly gain. Uh, Wall Street is awaiting the debt ceiling resolution. Walmart reported strong earnings and uh, even regional banks continue to march higher. So what's happening today? And most importantly, how are we trading it? This is your first time here. I'm Marcus Hardcutter. This is my head coach, Mark Hodge, and we are real traders who trade live accounts. So therefore, we got a lot of trading experience and we are showing you how we trade these crazy markets. So trust me, we know our stuff and we're not afraid to tell you like it is. So if you're here looking for some honest insights into the fascinating world of trading, you are in the right place. And Mark, just a couple of days ago, I drew this triangle. I said, the market will not stay in this range forever. And boom, explosive move yesterday and a follow through today. Yes, what we are uh, witnessing is the sound of inevitability or uh, there, it was something like that in the Matrix video. <laughs> <laughs> it was inevitable that we were going to move higher. On May 5th, we were up 1.9% in the S&P. And since May 5th, absolutely going nowhere for seven tra straight trading sessions. And then yesterday we finally broke through those highs. Yeah, and I, I mean, it's not that they were significant news. Right now it's all about uh, the, the debt ceiling and uh, the crisis. And it seems that, uh, I mean, it might be averted. So McCarthy says the House could vote on a debt ceiling deal as soon as next week. So it seems that markets are hopeful right now that there's no debt, uh, debt ceiling crisis going on, that the U.S. will not default. And market participants seem to be happy about this. Yeah, and, and this is where this, this story, you know, it, it started to creep up a couple of months ago uh, where some traders and investors were getting nervous. And you know, I was saying, hey, this shouldn't be an issue, right? This shouldn't be a problem. This shouldn't be a concern. This shouldn't be an issue. But then as we get closer to that June 1st deadline, you know, traders are wondering, is it or isn't going to, is this the time when it becomes uh, the biggest issue that we've seen in decades? Well, it seems like that's not going to be the case. And uh, at least uh, for now, traders are optimistic and that's helping drive this uh, two-day move higher. Yeah, because there's, there's also nothing else that traders could potentially focus on. I mean, we had retail sales data coming out on Tuesday almost in line with the expectations. Uh, this morning, we had unemployment claims and the Philly Fed manufacturing index, but also not a huge surprise that could move the markets here. Exactly. I mean, in reality, it was a slow week for news. So uh, it's no surprise that the debt ceiling talk and concern was kind of driving uh, the market where we were just kind of pausing and waiting and then uh, when it, there is some news, it's uh, somewhat optimistic. Traders responding positively to it. Um, you know, one thing that was interesting is there's a lot of uh, Fed talk this week. Uh, the biggest going to be Friday with uh, Powell speaking. But uh, who was it? I, I saw Dallas Fed President Lori Logan. Uh, there you go. Uh, she said that the data right now just doesn't argue for a pause on hikes, which I think is very interesting. 
Yeah, and markets reacting to this. I mean, right now we have a 60-40% probability factored in of uh, possibly another rate increase at the next meeting, uh, which is not that far away. It's only 27 days, so just uh, shy of four weeks. And I mean, this last week, there was a 95% probability that the Fed will keep rates at the level where they are now. Uh, but now it seems that the probability of another rate hike is uh, is increasing. This is interesting because that's a big shift. That's a big change from a virtually, you know, 100% priced into the market that we are going to pause. I personally still think the Fed will pause, but definitely uh, a change there. What a difference a week makes. For sure, for sure. So looking at the probabilities now, I mean, uh, now traders believe that uh, rates will stay that high uh, until the November meeting. And uh, earlier we looked at this and it uh, it seemed that uh, traders were factoring in that during the September meeting, the, uh, the Fed could already lower rates. Well, I mean, we heard the Fed members and Paul was very, very uh, clear about this and say it's not going to happen. Traders didn't believe it, but now it seems that they start believing it. That's what the the probabilities show for sure. I mean, even uh, in that November meeting, it seems like it's it's still a, a little bit mixed too between you know a half point cut to a quarter point cut to even staying the same. Um, so that blue highlight at forty five percent, that's the the highest probability of a quarter point uh, cut, but uh, not without certainty. Yeah, exactly. Or not with certainty. So, I mean, this remains interesting. And other than this, I mean, not a whole lot going on. We're at the tail end of earnings season. And I mean, this is where we have retailers reporting earnings. I mean, in the beginning of the week, we had Home Depot reporting earnings. Initially, the reaction was to the downside, but now bouncing back. Uh, yesterday, we had Target. Uh, Target moving higher yesterday, down 2.2% today. And then we had Walmart reporting today before the bell. And uh, this is a sharp reversal. You know, interesting because there was a, a nice uh, start there uh, this morning and uh, Walmart beating expectations on earnings and revenue as uh, gap higher. And then uh, a real big move coming back down to where we're uh, where we saw Walmart trading at the open. Uh, the the optimism here or what boosted the the move higher in rally is that they raised its full year forecast, um, saying also that their grocery business, there you go, grocery and online business helped offset weaker sales in clothing and electronics. Yeah. So, I mean, all of this looking good, but I'm a little bit surprised by the reversal, especially since the markets are pushing higher overall right now. I mean, I would understand yeah. if the markets were pushing lower because there were maybe new uh, debt ceiling concerns, but that is definitely surprising. But Walmart, they weren't the only ones reporting earnings today. There were a few others. Uh, bet, a bath and Body Works, one that uh, that had a, a pretty decent move. BBWI, right? Is the yes. ticker? BBWI is the ticker. This one, 10% higher. Yeah, huge not too bad there. And uh, as we also, can see, I mean, uh, they both beat on uh, on earnings and revenue and uh, seems that people are loving it. Yeah, guidance uh, big here, too. Uh, they raised its full year earnings guidance. OK. 
All right, so uh, let's take a look at our positions and see what's happening there before we go back to the markets. Uh, so uh, we just released a new version of the PowerX Optimizer and now we do have a portfolio view. So no longer do I have to use the watch list. The watch list is now a true watch list because we have the portfolio view where you see exactly what I have in the portfolio. And first up, CTRA, Cotera Energy, right now moving higher again, up almost 2%. So I needed to push a little bit higher before I can sell calls. Uh, and I mean, CTRA has been in this range between 24 and 26 over the past few weeks. Uh, the longer term range has been between 23 and 26. So come on, push higher towards this level that I can sell some calls again. And then we also have ex-dividend date next Thursday. And uh, I mean, unless uh, CTRA makes a huge jump today or tomorrow, I don't see that I'm getting out of the position. So it seems that I'm collecting another dividend. That works. That works. I mean, still behaving as a, a nice wheel stock, but uh, I know that you're hoping that it drifts a little bit higher so you could sell calls again. Yeah. Now talking about drifting higher, we have something that exploding higher. AMD today up uh, another 3%. And uh, you made a super interesting move in uh, in AMD today. Yeah, so my cost basis on this is 104. And when it was trading much lower, I, I think it was trading around $98 uh, a share just, uh, what, three days ago, I decided to sell the 103 calls $1 below my cost basis. Now, with my trading of the wheel strategy, my, my plan is to sell calls at my cost basis or higher. But I've been in this trade since uh, last year, and I decided that at that time I wanted to collect some premium, but I also wanted to be in a situation where I could roll up to the 104 strike or get enough premium uh, to offset the difference between the 103 call that I sold and the 104 cost basis. So today I was able to roll out my calls. I went from 103 out to next week's 103. I collected $1.35. Now my plan is to get 60% annualized. And to be honest, I was at 52%, but I didn't want to get in a situation where this ran away and then the premium on that roll just disappears because right. the best time to roll is usually when the stock's trading at the short call strike price that you've sold. So in, in my case, 103. And as you get closer to expiration, um, so there was an opportunity to do that. I, I did uh, break my rules a little bit, although my plan was to do something similar when I put the original trade on. And AMD, uh, gosh, just rocketing higher. Yeah, but you'll have it for another week unless uh, you get called away early, which, uh, I mean, it is possible, but not very likely. So and let's see. <clears throat> There's always the possibility of a reversal that maybe you could buy back the 103 and uh, milk it for some more premium. But we definitely sure. see that right now. I mean, AMD breaking above these levels, the 104 level. Previously, it acted as support. Then it acted as resistance. I mean, now it almost seems that Nvidia, uh, AMD is following Nvidia just skyrocketing higher. Yeah. Hey, Marcus, I want to make one uh, comment here because there was a, a viewer that made a comment on AMD uh, yesterday. And I, I respect the comments and, and all comments. We appreciate the, the likes for the videos and, and sharing your trades and, you know, the, the feedback that we get. Um, this individual said, in a nutshell, 
why the heck are you selling calls on AMD? Uh, this thing can it can move, and you know it doesn't it essentially it doesn't make sense to sell the 103 call and get 50 cents uh, when if it pulls back, the loss would be substantially uh, greater, right? Now, this is where you have to a have a plan and b understand the strategy that you're trading. And I agree that AMD has the potential to move, but in the moment, there was no guarantee that it was gonna go from $98 a share up to 107. However, me collecting that 50 cents, although it seems small compared to the move that we've seen since, my break even is, uh, I, I wanted to make sure I had the exact number, it's 91.11. So I have locked in essentially $13 on this trade which would be the equivalent of buying shares at 104 because that's where I own it and getting out of this trade at 117, right? It's only trading at 107 right now. So just $3 above my cost basis. So by collecting all of this premium, selling calls, trading the wheel, my break even is down at 91 bucks, 91.11 to be exact, right? And I wouldn't have been able to do that had I not been collecting premium and selling calls. So I agree that uh, AMD has turned into a more volatile stock. Um, and typically with a wheel trade, kind of like you saw with CTRA, we prefer to trade something that's just a little more orderly with these nice ranges rather than something just taking off. Um, but I am content to sell calls on AMD and also roll them out because it has brought in some, some nice profit. Yeah, I mean, uh, you brought in what, uh, more than $13 in premium? Uh, per yeah. contract traded. I mean, that's pretty good. So for all years. the way back to 91 bucks before I'm losing money on the trade again. Yeah. Right. So I'll, I'll take that. All right. Uh, GM, that's a trade that I'm in. Uh, I sold the 32 put a few days ago. Right now it's trading at 32.75. So my put uh, actually looking at it, 83% of max profits. I'm trying to close it at 90% of max profits or let it expire worthless if it stays above 32. So this here looks like right now, another stock that I might not get assigned and just collect the premium. Other than uh, PNC, PNC had a really great day yesterday, up uh, almost 7%, 6.86% yesterday, trying to push back into the range. Today, a little bit down again, 1.17%. Uh, um, so we'll see, can it push back into the range here right now? Nothing for us to do, not selling calls against this. And again, this is where it goes back to what you experience in AMD. If right now we had an opportunity to sell calls, we would, because this way we're bringing down our break even right at this levels. It's always easy to say in hindsight, well, you should have just waited, Mark. Right. <laughs> but in hindsight, we're all the greatest traders. What, what we are doing is with the information at hand, we are making a, an educated guess of what the stock will do because we're playing the probabilities. Nobody knows what's happening. And uh, yeah, in, in hindsight, we are all the smartest traders in the world. But uh, this is where it goes back to right now. If this moves a little bit higher and we can sell calls against our cost basis or against our break even, we will. Yep. And I, I really hope that PNC could hold up around 118 here because uh, we saw that since that, that sell off that took place in March, uh, PNC just had a nice little range between 118 and 132. 
And then over the last week or two, we dipped a little bit lower, got down to almost 110. And I really want to see us stay above 118 rather than establish this new lower range. So uh, we'll have to see. I'm willing to add to this position if need be, but uh, not right now. Um, want to see how this plays out. Yeah. Finally, SU, that's a position that you entered um, because uh, I am already in an energy stock, CTRA, Cotera Energy. But uh, SU, Suncor Energy, you sold the 28 put a few days ago. Yeah, uh, 28 put right now. It's trading at 28.36. And if we close below 28, I'm happy to get assigned. Uh, SU has some uh, nice, nice ranges, some nice movement there. Um, I mean, heck, even a dividend coming out uh, June 2nd would be the ex-dividend date getting 38 cents, which can't complain if I were to be assigned, um, but still a, a lot of trading left. All right. So we'll see in a moment. We'll take another look at the markets and where we are right now, what the markets are doing right now. But if this is helpful, uh, just give us a like. And if this is your first time here, consider subscribing to the channel. This way you get a notification whenever we go live. Now, looking at the markets, uh, so I'm looking at a five-minute chart of the Dow. So the Dow pulling back a little bit right now. S&P and NASDAQ still trading at highs of the day. The S&P now up 0.5%. The NASDAQ up a whole percent. So um, VIX below 17 again. The fear Look index. at that. Hey, Marcus, you have to pull up IWM. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my gosh. Almost forgot about this. IWM. The Russell and 2000 index. 50 day moving average crossover yesterday. Look at that. First yes. time since March. Yeah. So uh, small cap stocks here. Uh, they are right now still lagging behind. Where are we for the year here? Well, we're up 0.4%, uh, but that's kind of lagging. If you consider the NASDAQ, I think we looked at it yesterday, the NASDAQ. Now up 19%, almost 20% for the year. Uh, the Dow pretty much here in line uh, with uh, the E-mini e uh, e or the Russell uh, up 0.8%. That's unique. That's that's You don't really see the small caps in the Dow uh, moving in a similar way. <laughs> yeah. But yes, finally moving above the 50-day moving average. Look at that. Let's see, where's the 200-day moving average? Eh, okay. Still ways away until we have a golden cross there. So in the Dow, uh, we had a golden cross uh, back there in uh, December in the S&P. Uh, we had it a little bit later in February and then in the Nasdaq, even a little bit later in March. So the Dow was the first with a golden cross. But right now, it seems that the Nasdaq is up, up and away. Looks like it. Gosh, will it ever stop? Yeah. All right. Anyhow, hope that you enjoyed the show. We have a few more videos for you right here. Take a look at these videos. If you like the show, we appreciate a like. If you're new to this, click on subscribe and then we'll see you again tomorrow. Happy trading, everybody.